It's the most all-star studded challenge ever. And this time, it's every competitor for themselves. Best challenge ever! The Challenge All-Stars. New season now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply. Hey everybody, Nathan King here from the Auburn Undercover Podcast. Got a special edition of the show here today. Of course, we've been doing a lot of football coverage of the coaching search, and that will continue, but we have an exclusive interview here at Auburn Undercover with basketball coach Bruce Pearl. Of course, the Tigers opened their season next Monday against George Mason. They play tonight, if you're listening to this on Wednesday morning, they play tonight in their exhibition opener against UAH, so we thought today would be a good day to roll out our interview with BP got the podcast here. And then we're going to have a video up on our website, auburnundercover.com. Of course, if you want to watch the interview there, have an accompanying story with that as well. So hope everybody enjoys it. Thought it was a great interview. Thought he did a great job. Thought we got a lot of good stuff covered and uh, yeah, hope everybody likes it. So without further ado, we'll get right into that. Thank y'all for listening. And we are pleased to be joined today on the Auburn undercover podcast by a very special guest, I uh, think most of y'all know this guy. It's Auburn head basketball coach Bruce Pearl. Tigers are getting set to begin year nine under Pearl, defending another regular season championship season gets started November 7th against George Mason inside Neville Arena. Uh, Bruce, thanks so much for hopping on today. It's about to be year nine for you now at Auburn. It seems like just yesterday you were walking around lecture halls with Katie Harrell urging uh, urging students to come to games. Does it does it feel like it's been nine years? Is it shorter or longer? Way shorter. I agree with you, Nathan, and, and it's good to be with you. Um, yeah, I mean, time flies when you're having fun and, and we've had a lot of fun. Um, I can't believe it's been nine years, you know, going into year nine, um, blessed, uh, grateful, um, uh, just feel so fortunate to, to be here. Uh, I like going to work every day. Um, I love, I love Auburn and, uh, what we're, we're trying to do. And, and I think, I appreciate it so much because I know what I know how difficult it's been, and I know how difficult it still is to to remain competitive. So, starting off in terms of your team right now, you know, last year you said that was a squad that that gelled so quickly over the summer, even though it was a bunch of newcomers. Where is this team at? You would say w- within the context of, of preseason and summer practices, what you would you what, say that the personality of this group is like com- compared to what fans saw last season? You know, Nathan, what's what what I think fans would find. I think fascinating is how little we know until the lights come on and until we start playing other competition. Um, and, and so really, uh, yeah, I mean, look, you've got an idea. Uh, we lost uh, two great players in Jabari and Walker, but we brought in two great prospects in John I uh, and Yoan. Um, And so I, I don't, think there's any question that we've, um, We've really helped fill that void. The question is, all right, um, look, Jabari was the best player on the floor every night. Neither Yoan or Janai are going to be the best player on the floor every night. That's way too much to ask. Walker was the defensive player of the year in college basketball. Neither one of them is going to be the defensive player of the year in college basketball this year. So, therefore, it really comes down to everybody else. It comes down to how much Wendell and KD – and Zepp and Chris and Al and uh, Jalen and Stretch and Dylan, um, uh, you know, and Lior uh, have have improved, um, and and that is to be determined. 
and we'll get a real good feel in, in a couple of weeks when we start our exhibition season. Bruce, for you now, it's been three SEC titles, obviously two regular season, one tournament in the past in the past five seasons, obviously the Final Four run. It's it's now become the standard for you guys to compete for championships in, instead of the aspiration. In in terms of the health of a program from year to year, how, how important is that jump? How important that first title in 2017 and then the Final Four run, how important is that to be able to look your players in the eye each year and say, and, and for they themselves to know, you know, this is something – highly, highly attainable. They literally saw it happen on the court in that jersey the previous year. How important is that jump for a program to make? And and does it make it easier once that first championship gun comes, once you set those that precedent for you to place higher expectations on your players? You know, Nathan, I don't I, I that's a good question. I, I don't know how closely related one is to the other. Certainly um when you can point to some success over a period of time uh, and you look at different players, different strengths and weaknesses, different schemes, the competition changes, and over a period of time, you're able to win championships. It does give you confidence that what we've been able to do with different groups has has worked uh, to, to a level of, of championship. Um, but that's about all it really does in the sense that I do think it's up to each group themselves. Are, are we going to get stops? Are we going to end possessions? Uh, are we going to take charges? Are we going to get 50-50 balls? Are we going to be able to make shots? Are we going to play really unselfishly offensively, turn a good shot down to get a teammate a better shot? Are we going to not take possessions off and succumb to fatigue? Are we going to communicate? Um, are we going to improve throughout the season? I think I'll end with that and start with that in the sense that I just think one of the things that, again, teams don't all do, and I don't think, again, something that fans uh, can can understand um, man, are we good enough to beat the first team in our schedule? And then a few days later, are we good enough to beat the second team on our schedule? And we got to continue to get sharper. We got to continue to learn more. We got to continue to play better, you know, have better chemistry, have better rotations, do the things that we knew, be more efficient, you know, be able to make plays, so on and so forth. If you do that, then you give yourself a chance to be very competitive. If you don't, if you take a look at, okay, where are we right now at the start of the season and, and, and think, let's say we're really good. If we just stay there, we're in trouble. And let's say we're not very good and we just stay there. We're in trouble. You got to grow. Last season, your contract extension, I, bl- I believe it was the night before the Oklahoma game um, was when it was announced. So, you know, obviously we addressed it then we talked about, it, but we were, you know, we were focused on what's happened on the court and then the, the season's over before you know it. Um, just sort of walk me through the weeks leading up to that, to that decision the conversations you had with with Allen and, and Auburn's administration. And is that extra stability and, and, and support with that? Is that something you feel? Have, did you feel it afterwards? Does it really have an effect? You know, Nathan, I, listen, I'm straight new money, okay? Straight new money. <laughs> 62 years old. For uh, It wasn't until I was 45 and got the Tennessee job before I really made any money coaching. So, I mean, for 45 years, I was who I am, right? And then these last years at Tennessee and Auburn – I'm, I'm what people kind of know. Um, and so, um, you know, again, very, very, just feel very, very, very blessed. Um, I will tell you that partly because coming in um, and coming in from having been out of coaching, you know, when I got here uh, and my first contract was great, you know, it was somewhere probably in the middle of the league. And uh, I, was, I mean, I was, you know, thank Jay Jacobs and, 
Dr. Gouge and, and the Board of Trustees leadership for bringing me to Auburn and getting me back into coaching. I go to work every day rewarding those guys for making that decision. Um, and it wasn't, you know, we didn't win right away. And we got in some difficulties with the NCAA getting kind of entangled in that FBI situation. And so what happened was salaries uh, really got put on hold. And then as soon as we wound up getting, you know, uh, you know, getting kind of getting sideways a little bit with the NCAA or be involved in that, we won a championship. And, and, and certainly winning those championships you know, that's when you begin to get more secure in your contract, so on and so forth. But because we were dealing with the NCAA, we try to send the the, the, the message that, look, we're we're going to go ahead and keep our contracts where they are. And we're not going to really, un- unless it was by contract, unless it was already by contract, we really got very few raises. So when we won, we went to the Final Four in 2019. My coaching staff was about the 12th or 13th highest paid coaching staff in the SEC. That's after the 2019 season. And so that's not a complaint. That was the reality. And so certainly after that season, so we had, but we had won the championship in 18 and, and won the tournament championship in 19. So two championships later, we're still 13th or fourth or 14th. Obviously, since then, adjustments have been made. And, and our coaching staff is now in the top five. And I think I'm in the top three or four. Uh, obviously, Cal would be number one. I think Rick Barnes is two, and I'm right there, just slightly ahead of Buzz. Well, that means that you know what I've always tried to do is I've always tried to finish at or above my pay grade. And I think if you look back historically uh, at my programs throughout my career, um, my teams have finished higher than than I've been paid. Now, that's going to be hard to do now, right? And do every year, but that's obviously what the goal is. So. Grateful that Auburn understood I did not want to leave. Grateful that Auburn understood that I wanted I wanted to finish my career in coaching. I knew there would be opportunity. My buyout had gone way, way down. And if I'd have waited at the end of last year, uh, it would have been it would have been easy to go. Obviously, there were a number of jobs out there that 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 I could have gotten. Um, I just wasn't interested. I've worked too hard to build this program. I, I've never been happier. I've uh, never loved the place I've lived more, never loved the people more, loved all the fan base more. Never, just never been a better fit. And so, I, like I say, recruits, even sometimes, you tell me what's better. Like I've offered some prospects some scholarship, and they're not sure what they want to do. I said, well, tell me what's better. Now, sometimes they tell me what's better because they decide to go somewhere else. But a lot of times they decide to go someplace else. And honestly, Nathan, I go, they didn't do better. They didn't. But that's their call. This was my call. And I'm grateful that the university took care of me and my coaching staff. Looking now at, at y'all's schedule and outlook this season, you know, so many players have told us how important a strong non-conference is for, for preparing for them. So many of your players preparing them for the SEC. And they said last year, they've said it in seasons past. You guys are facing more more high major teams away from home in the non-conference than anybody else in the SEC with, with USC, Washington, and West Virginia. How, how important those three games in particular and then, and then just overall a, a strong non-conference, how important is it to secure those games and then just – from a from a logistical standpoint, how much time and effort goes into yours and, and Mike Burgermaster's planning of those games? Yeah, well, first of all, the, the numbers, as you mentioned, how about this one? There are only six Power Five conference schools in the country that are playing three true road games. There's only one Power Five conference school in the country, Auburn, playing three true road games against other Power Five conference teams. And so 
Uh, it's hard to win on the road, um, and it's hard to win at USC, at Washington, and at West Virginia. Um, it sort of was timing how it all worked out. This was a year we were supposed to be on the road in the Big 12. Uh, the SEC actually owes us, but we will probably never see unless we end the SEC Big 12 contract on a home game. We've been on the road like two more games and we've been home. That's because my first year I, I volunteered to go at Texas Tech where nobody wanted to go just to fulfill the league's commitment and never got that road, never got that game back. Um, the, the Washington game is obviously a return from when Washington came. And then the USC game was actually negotiated by Alan Green um, when we hired our, our wonderful volleyball coach and his staff to come to Auburn. It was a good deal. Uh, the deal was, would you go out there and start a series at USC against Andy? And I would, I was happy to, and I'm glad I did because we got a great volleyball program now. Um, so might as well tie up the USC Washington trip together uh, and do it over the Christmas break. What a, what a, what a good fortune that was to be able to make one trip. And uh, you know, can we get? We'll see. Can we get one or two of them? We'll see. They're hard to come by. And then the non-conference, we've got some really really good home games. I mean, you, St. Louis will come in and ranked in the top 25, maybe in the top 15. They bring everybody back. And, of course, you know we we scrambled uh, at, at St. Louis and got an unbelievable road win there last year. Uh, you know, George Mason will be a tough opener. Um, you know, uh, there's a lot of programs on our, on our schedule of, of mid-major teams that have won their league. The Cancun Challenge will be, will be really well-coached teams, really good teams. So uh, it's important. Um, but you send your team and your program and a selection committee a message. I'm not afraid to go on the road. I'm not afraid to play quad one and quad two opponents. We just got to, we just got to beat some of them. And obviously that'll be hard because we do have, we will have a lot of players this year playing some new roles, you know, without Jabari and without Walker, every, almost everybody will have an opportunity to define their role this year. And, and they'll be different than it was a year ago. Speaking of that, I want to touch on a couple of your newcomers, starting with Janai. You you said in the summer he was the top target on y'all's entire transfer board. Um, you've told the story about how excited you guys were to, to get that phone call from him five minutes before he committed. Um, just what, what can fans expect from his game in terms of how he affects y'all's offense, your spacing, et cetera, as a true post player? Because that's not something you guys have had a bunch of in, in your tenure here. No, he's, he's, he's old school. He's an old school back-to-the-basket inside player, uh, left-handed Got great feel, great, great, great ability to score around the basket. You know, the, the challenges the officials allow so much contact in there that they've done away with a post game in the NBA now. Uh, and the, the post game is not even as prevalent in college. Everybody spread, drive, draw, dish, go to the foul line, uh, knock down a three. I mean, it's uh, and we we played that way obviously a lot too. But uh, it's great to have a a guy that can throw the ball into, score with the basket, basket, get to the foul line. Inside shots, inside rebounds. So we're going to need to do a great job on the offensive glass. Um, John I can also move his feet. So he's also going to give us some great flexibility defensively. It's one of the things I've been most pleased about is he could guard one through five. Um, you know, getting his motor to run all the time, play a little faster because we're going to play a faster pace than what he's ever been used to. Uh, big, he's strong, uh, he's athletic, um, and he's got some experience. And he's got a great work ethic. And he's a great kid. So he's going to be a uh, – he will be one of the better inside players in our league, particularly one of the better inside scorers. And uh, really good shot blocker, great size. I mean, just incredible. Stephen Pearl uh, did, a, did a tremendous job. And uh, I'm, I'm really grateful to Janai and his family because they could have stayed home, gone to Florida. Todd Golden did a great job recruiting him, 
we had been on him a little bit longer. And, um, you know, Florida has – they have a great center already. Um, and I think they could have played side by side. Uh, but Janai will be one of our main options when he's on the floor. And we're excited about that. Well, then I want to talk about Yoan. You mentioned at the start of preseason practice how athletically he's he's comparable to a Tobias Harris or a Jabari Smith. For you, when you bring in a, a five-star top 20 overall, you know what have you, is there a feeling of added pressure as a coach to tap into that potential? What, what's been your approach as a coach when there's that high-level talent? And I guess has that aspect of your coaching improved and, and changed over time? I mean, to the point where you look at last year with a couple five-stars, you had both of them go in the, in the first round of the NBA draft. Yeah, you know, um, I don't feel more pressure uh, just from that standpoint. They're ready when they're ready. I will say this about Yoan. He's actually a better athlete than Jabari or or, or, or Tobias. Um, now, that doesn't mean he's a better player than either one of them because right now he's not. Um, but he's got great upside. See, he's really got great size, great speed, athleticism, and bounce. Uh, he's got really good skill level. He's just very he's he's not as experienced um, and he's not played the game as long. Um, there's no question that there will be times Yoan will look uh, he'll be the best player on the floor at times, but because he is young um, and still learning the game, you know there'll be times when he'll be like quiet, like like Chuma was quiet at times. And people, well, why isn't he being more aggressive? Um, and it's not about his being aggressive; it's about just him fitting in and. And and kind of learning and 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 playing playing hard and playing unselfishly, but Yo's got great upside. I I, I think though, um, you know, first of all, Walker had a year under his belt where he didn't have much success. He got better at Carolina, but he went on the floor a lot, and so there was a lot of questions about Walker. And he exceeded all expectations. I don't think anybody could have ever expected. I think Jabari, even though he was one of the top five to 10 players in his class quickly rose to one of the top three. And I think he matched all the expectations. He probably exceeded him because don't forget Jabari Smith did not have a Kentucky or a Kansas or a North Carolina or a Duke or a Michigan state, or he didn't have offers. It was LSU, Tennessee, Auburn, um, really good programs, but he didn't have top five programs. And so they wanted other guys on the board more than they wanted Jabari Smith. And Jabari Smith made him go, you know what? I was better than you thought I was. And I'm not saying that to be critical. He, he, he just was. So um, anyways, that, that, was kind of, that was kind of the case right there. You know, Bruce, there, there just aren't a lot of programs out there that are bringing back three, three guards from basically the top, you know, six, basically top six of y'all's rotation, those, those three veteran guards. How important is that trio for, for y'all's success this season? I mean, it's very important. Zepp and 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 uh, Wendell and um, and KD are, are really important, um, and you know they've all improved. Um, they're all undersized, and so it's kind of like you're looking at the NBA draft a little bit. Not everybody wants Jared Harper or Sharif Cooper, um, and those guys have had to go at it a, a, a little differently. Um, you know, we have. Uh, always liked speed and quickness and skill and toughness um, over just length. And a lot of guys get under-recruited, I think. Uh, and look, Auburn is still a program that needs to get involved with under-recruited guys. We still do. You know, the last couple of years, as our programs elevated, we've recruited 
better players. We've not gotten many of them. Um, I'll be honest with you. I probably have. Ne- I've lost more players in the last two years recruiting to the success we've had at Auburn than any time I can ever remember. Like years and years. So we're 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 hunting in the right places, but we're not. You know, it's and and it, it, it we're, we've been getting a lot of we've been getting more no's because we my assistants have done a really good job getting out there and getting us in. So therefore, I still think we've got to know who we are. And one of our niches has been undersized guards that play fast, small, quick. We got to we there are certain things that we can't do defensively uh, or offensively because of that, but we'll play to their strengths. And so those three guys have got to be those three guys have got to be really good for us to have a chance to be championship team this year. What would you say you're most excited about in terms of this team? What are what are the factors you think as a coach? Okay, I want to see if they can get here. I want I want them to learn how to X, Y, and Z over the course of season. Is it is it three point shooting? Is it settling into y'all's defensive scheme? Is it? Uh, a we got, we, we've got to, we've got to make we've got to make more open shots. We've got to be better from three and three. And you know, so far in practice, we are still not finishing open shots like we like we're going to need to. And so. Uh, my job is to get them. Their guys, their job is to take them and make them. And so we got to do a better job of getting them, and they got to do a better job of making them. So that would be one thing. I just want to see guys getting better. I just want to see progress. I expect all my players to be better than they were a year ago, offensively and defensively. That's that's all we're looking for. And I'm very very proud of the fact that we've had very few guys. We didn't have any transfer except um, Devin, and that was just a tough call for Devin. He was at a position where we had we had everybody back. So Chris came back, Al came back, uh, KD came back, Zepp came back, Lior came back. There's five guys at two positions at the two and the three. And I just think Devin went, you know what? I love the 18, 19 minutes I was getting. I love my time at, at Auburn, and I love Devin, and he's going to do great out at Arizona State. But he just wanted to see if he could have a chance to maybe play a, a more dominant role and I think looking at everybody coming back, I just don't – I think he looked at it and said, I just don't know that that's going to be the case this year. So I'm very proud of the fact that we are one of the few programs that brought guys back. Why? Not me. Not me. Not my staff. It's Auburn. It's Auburn. It's the Auburn family. It's where our student-athletes are treated. Um, and, and it's their experience here academically and on this campus. Uh, they like it here. Um, they want to be here. They could go elsewhere. They choose to stay. And that's, I'm grateful. And again, um, uh, let's see if we can take advantage of the opportunity. Bruce, that's it for our time today. I, I can't thank you enough for hopping. I'm sure our listeners really, really appreciate it and excited to, excited to see you guys again this season. Okay. Look forward to getting started, Nathan. Thank you. Right, thank you.